Maybe that's how you start. <laughs> that is the start. We just start laughing over nothing. They have no idea. I probably just, I've just finished telling the best joke ever. But never know, yeah. um, all right. Well, here we are live with, no, it's not actually live. It's pre-recorded. And I just, you know, I forgot to mention this before we started. I always tell every guest after we finish, if you want me to edit anything out, we can. Okay. If you want me to not share it and post it, we can. That's fine too. Okay. It's whatever it needs to be. Okay. Disclaimer. (laughs) And with that, a little behind the scenes, uh, we will start with episode number 51. Mm -hmm. And it is a pleasure to welcome my good friend, Lisa Roberts. Say hello. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Lisa is, uh, well, we were talking about like, when we think about all of our threads and like tying things back to where we are today, where, where we've come from, started from the bottom, and now we are here. Oh, it's horrible. I would edit that out, but I'm not going to correct this with that. <laughs> you didn't even pick a Drake song, so it doesn't even work. I was about to say, like, <laughs> we go and rap songs from the beginning. Uh, I yeah. know. Um, it's, it's about connections. Like, you build good connections with yeah. good people, and I feel like the universe takes care of you a little bit. I think so, too. Or we refer back to the conversation that we had before this, and there's some of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. we've, you know, we've worked together and sort of, not really, but we have a, (laughs) we have a, we do two versions of our origin story. Uh, It's unclear as to whose is more right than the others, but it's probably some combination of both. Um, And uh, in full disclosure, we have had two glasses of wine, so (laughs) (laughs) who knows? But We're primed. We're primed. Um... But yeah, it's it's really, this is a really special one for me because when I first started this podcast, you like really the main point was um, I kind of realized I'm not a very good journaler, and everybody says you know when you're like trying to deal with like your thoughts and figure things out, like oh you write things down and you can reflect back on it, but I was never going to get into that practice, and so I was like well I love music, I love talking to people. Um, in this kind of like one-on-one format. Uh, but you know, a conversation lives on mm-hmm. in your memory and this is a way to just put it out there. And then right. now I have it. I can listen back to this. Maybe I'm listening to it right now and I'm a 75 year old man. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but I really, you're still hot Harrison. Oh, well, I hope so. <laughs> um, so, but when I think about it, you know, it was like you, of course, go through that list of the people that you want to have on it and you realize like, well, there's people in your life that you connect with in a really strong way. Um, and then, you know, life happens and you lose those connections. And so mm-hmm. this is a way to kind of like keep it, put it on record. And then, you know, you always have it um, to go back to, to remember these good relationships and memories that you had. Um, but what's cool is like we've known each other for 12, mm-hmm. 13, 14 yeah. years probably. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like different worlds in a lot of ways, a lot of overlapping stuff. And yet I feel very close to you in in a lot of ways on so many levels, which is great. Oh, when I tell people (laughs) about you, I'm like, well, he's family. It it does feel like that. I mean, when you come over to my house and help me put my Christmas lights up. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. I think I was paid for that. So You were were legit (laughs) paid for it. But I have this memory of you. We had those super tall trees in the front yard. Yes, and I have this house, memory yeah. of you. And you were having so much fun. It, it was, was so cool. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. well. You I mean, the, Doug, I think literally, like, I don't know if you were like a cousin or like a little brother yeah. or like a what to him. Yeah. But you were like, 
Well, he's, he's going like to be on. We'll we'll unpack that when he comes on. Of course. Gotcha. I hope you have like an hour and a half for all the jam <laughs> all band songs. songs. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, only one person has been allowed to pick the same artist for every song, and it was Prince. I don't think I would allow that for oh. widespread. He wouldn't do all Panic. <laughs> he wouldn't do all Panic. But it'd be like String Cheese, Panic, and no, 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 no. He'd have. He's an old. I mean, his favorite thing growing up. I know this is about me, not yeah. him, but I mean, he was the get the let out guy in oh, Corpus yeah. Christi. I can hang with that. Yeah. Yeah. So there'd Did he have be long hair. Uh, when he lived in South America. Uh-huh. Uh, curly long Robert hair. Plant hair huh? We called yeah. him the Jesus. <laughs> That's fitting. Yeah, he could yeah. probably still pass for that. But yeah, they called him um, uh, Gringo Gigante <laughs> in South America. He's very tall. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, you're you are in the family fast. Yeah. Well, that's really special to hear, and I've always felt that, and I've always looked to y'all as like people that they're you y'all are my people i live my life mm-hmm. wanting to to be more like y'all oh god watch out what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> no it's fun it's an adventure yeah y'all are really special to me so i'm so glad that like even as i record this like this will certainly not be our last conversation and like you know maybe we'll do another episode in 10 years and see how the songs have changed you oh go through god. your your lead phase <laughs> i'll who knows who knows i went through my lead phase did you, you already did okay. yeah i yeah. went through that i love some zeppelin yeah like, I mean, we'll get into it. Like, that's yeah. what my dad raised me on. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. But I developed my own style. I, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a very stylish person. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, it is, it's really great to have you on. Um, and thank you for taking the time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, usually people come over, we kind of get right to it. But we just had dinner and chatted forever. It was great. And it's so special. And, um, you know, I this is great. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. I'm glad to do it. It was agonizing. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about doing this for like three years. Three years. Yeah. And so I've thought about my three <laughs> songs. Can I curse? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can do it. It can confess to the crazy okay. drugs that you've taken. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've thought about my three fucking songs. <laughs> like, I think there was even like a night I woke up in the night to yeah. like, whatever, go to the restroom or yeah. whatever and lay there. And I was like, Oh God, what would number two what be? Would it be? You said you picked your first two pretty definitively, but the third was the hardest. The third was hard because yeah. it felt so final. Right. You it's know, like, this is my last chance to represent yeah. a fully a full version of who Lisa Roberts is. Yeah. Huge pressure. Yeah. Huge pressure. I hope you yeah. picked the right one. Yeah. We'll see. I had to figure, I had to, rather than making it about the songs, I yeah. had to make it about the framing, which I'm an, I'm a marketer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so... <laughs> How am I going to frame this thing? Yes. And then I'll pick the specifics, yeah, right? It's like a pitch deck or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So finally I was like, okay, quit going bottoms up. Let's go top down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a board meeting now. We're here. We've been preparing for days and we're ready to go. We've got our three points. We're going to hit them all. Questions will be at the end. <laughs> Anything we don't have time to get to, we can follow up via email. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Can I get your card? Yeah. I don't, right, oh, actually, yeah. we're connected on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's gonna be good, and the songs are fun. You, you pick some good, some good tracks, and like the first one in particular, I was like, oh man, I haven't heard the song in forever. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I was listening to it uh, on my way into work today on repeat. You know, I never yeah. do the whole thing where you like. Remember as a kid when you had like CD players. Uh, and you, there was like the setting where you could do like the repeat, the one track, and it would just keep playing over and over. Okay. And as a kid, I would always do that. 
because it's yeah. the one song you fall in love with. Yeah, you just right. do it. Right. But then now in like the age of streaming, I never really listen to a song over and over. But this one It's uh, good. It was like probably six times on my way into work this morning. It's great. Oh um, damn. Yeah, it's so good. It's yeah, so good. It is good. It one more time. Yeah. Um Well it's it's um just Paul Simon's my family. Yeah. Yeah. For as kooky as a dude as he is. He is so kooky. Yeah. Before we get into it. Let's go ahead and play it. Let's play and it. And then we'll see what happens from there. Okay. The first song is 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover by Paul Simon. Here we go. is all inside your head she said to me the answer is easy if you take it logically I'd like to help you in your struggle to be free there must be 50 ways to leave your lover she said it's really not my habit to intrude furthermore I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued but I'll repeat myself at the risk of being crude, there must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee, and get yourself free. new plans stand you don't need to be coy Roy you just listen to me hop on the bus Gus you don't need to discuss much just drop off the key Lee, and get yourself free she said it grieves me so to see you in such pain I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again I said I appreciate that and would you please explain about the 50 ways? She said, why don't we both just sleep on it tonight? And I believe in the morning you begin to see the light. And then she kissed me, and I realized she probably was right. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just get yourself free. Or you hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the key, Lee. And get yourself free. Slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. You just listen to me. Hop on the bus. Don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key 
fun song like we were we were talking about uh just how smooth buttery his voice is mm-hmm. and deceptively cool yeah like it's not he's not even trying and then you try to sing it yourself and you're like whoa that's like i i don't understand how he's doing <laughs> that and i sound horrible <laughs> you just have to turn it up really loud yes so yeah. you don't hear yourself and in my head i'm like oh we sound just alike right right <laughs> and it's so unassuming because you're like he's just this like corny looking like white dude four foot seven four foot seven and you're like wait this is the but i always think like i think he was in annie hall yeah like playing the like record like the slimy record producer you know who he who he was married to right remind me edie brickell do you know edie brickell and the new bohemians no but she sounds beautiful with that name Oh, Harrison. <laughs> Wait, okay, educate me. Edie Burkell is like, they're both poets. Okay. And she was this like... Edie. I mean, she, her name is Edie. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But she was definitely like coolest girl in the room, always kind of musician. Okay. But beautiful voice, like does crazy things with her voice, is a poet. Yeah. Super hippie vibes. Yeah. And um, they're, I think they're divorced now. I think they had like this like crazy tumultuous relationship, which my therapist and I had a conversation about Paul Simon the other day. Yeah. And he was telling me like what a (laughs) crazy depressed, like I'm ruining the song right now. (laughs) But apparently Paul Simon was this like crazy depressive. And if you go back and you listen to his songs, like the thing is they're so beautiful. Yeah. And some of them, like this song, you know, yeah, it has its like peppy little middle part and whatnot. Yeah. If you go back, I mean, it's about 50 ways to leave your lover. Yeah. Well, he wrote it after a divorce. Right. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. oh, we'll have fun with this. And yeah. Like, but he has, if you look at a lot of his, listen to a lot of his songs, like they're really, there's the a dark undertone like despite satiric. his like yeah. smooth, sexy, buttery voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like he has to be like one of the ultimate like tortured musicians or yeah. something. You yeah. know what I mean? He was a poet. He was fighting for what he cared for. And right. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But for me, my, so I chose my songs based on my favorite shows I've ever been to. You've seen Paul Simon? Twice. Oh. So... My dad's like massive part of my music love. Yeah. Like, and, and my mom, both of them. Yeah. But my dad was more like, let's sit and talk about it. My mom was just like, we had our songs, like, we listened to The Big Chill like 850 awesome. times together. Classic. Like, that was yes. our thing. She was like Roberta Flack and stuff like that. Awesome. Linda Ronstadt. Uh huh. I think I had a Linda Ronstadt t shirt growing up. Awesome. I hope you still have that somewhere. God, I wish. Um, Pick it up. But my dad was like even bigger music influence and he always loved Paul Simon. Like our, actually the album that we always listened to usually was Graceland. Yeah. Um, And so for his 50th birthday, I thought I was like hot shit because I actually like had insurance and an income and I wasn't in debt anymore. And so for his 50th birthday, I bought him tickets for he and his then fiance 
and Doug and I to take him to go see Paul Simon. Awesome. And that's, so it was... It's a good was, 50th birthday gift. It was a really good 50th birthday. Yeah. Um, and so it was really fun to go to that with him. Like, it was extra special was to get to take him. Was this in San Angelo? No, 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 no. It was no. here. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be mind-blowing. <laughs> If Paul Simon hit San Angelo, oh my God. We get a lot of, we would get a lot of big country musicians. I, bet, I mean, yeah. I have a big like country. Uh-huh. I mean, we want to yeah, go through all the veins of Lisa's vein, but music, yeah. but I didn't, I could have chosen country. Yeah. I, th- I actually thought about that. You can make references throughout if you need to. Yeah, yeah. but I didn't go that route. But Paul, so that was like just so cool to be at that show with him. And he was having so much, my dad was singing like every song. Yeah. Um, Did you cry? It'll make me cry right now talking about it. I know. Um, But that was awesome. And then he and his second wife, he's on, he's had three wives. He's on his third. They're not going to, they're good. They're awesome. But the second one I was super, super close with as well. And she also loved Paul Simon. And she came, he came through like a year and a half ago or about a year ago. Okay. And she bought tickets and, uh, emailed me or texted me a few days before she came down and she's like, I've got an extra ticket to Paul Simon. There's no one else yeah. that can go to this show with me. Like you have to go. You go yeah. So we went to that together. No, were they married at the time or had they already? Um, separate? well this was just a couple of years ago, like in the last year to two years that she came in and I went to the, go see him with her okay. yeah. and we basically like cried through the whole show together. Oh. Just it really hit the right. Uh, yeah, Paul moment, Simon yeah. just like had he's just a major like family connection. Yeah. And then my brother and I's song is is um Diamonds on the Souls of Her Shoes. I don't know it. We said the one that goes ta na na ta na 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 Is that Graceland or uh I think I think it's earlier than Graceland. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. But that's ours so anyway, like Paul good, Simon yeah. just has like veins through my family and those were two of my favorite shows I've right. been to. Now when you took your dad that first time, was that his first time to see Paul Simon? Live. Yeah. yeah. Did he go to a lot of shows in his life or was that like a, a um, thing? I mean he went to a good number of shows. I mean he moved here in like 78. Okay. And he was an Austin music fan. Yeah. But I mean, he lived in Westlake, like at the at kind of the outer skirts of Westlake. Right. So it wasn't like he was downtown, like yeah, within he's the not downtown. Yeah, like coming in every so. Friday night and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, growing up, he took me to Liberty Lunch in the daytime during oh. South by Southwest. Legend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we would go to um, what now is, I think, the Waller Creek Conservancy uh-huh. office. And the stage that's down there, and yeah. we'd go and go hear local, like Tish Hinojosa and bands like that. That's so cool. I know. That's so cool. we did, we would do Auditorium Shores, or um, it was called, gosh, what was it called? It was a music festival that would be on Auditorium Aquafest. Shores. Aquafest. Aquafest. Yeah. Austin that's Aquafest. before my time, but I know. Yeah. Because like Aquafest was like the precursor for Fun Fun, or was it the precursor for ACL? Probably a precursor for ACL. Okay. The precursor for Fun Fun was like an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we go to Auditorium is, Shores yeah. and, you know, 
that go as a family. So like music was just like a part of what we did as a family. Yeah. That's cool. I, um, I, for my parents, I don't remember, was, I don't remember which birthday it was for them, but it was in the past couple of years. I got them tickets to go see Stevie Wonder in Houston. Oh, stop. And like, I mean, for me, like I definitely bond with, um, especially my dad over music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took many years to like, ha- to do that. And then now we like, we used to talk about it and you know, he, he doesn't go to a lot. He d- like never goes to shows. Um, yeah. when he was a kid and stuff, like he went to Mon- um, he went to jazz fest two weeks after Woodstock. So he saw like Janice, like fresh off of the Woodstock show and stuff. So Damn. He, he's, he's definitely seen some really cool stuff, but yeah. it's limited in that experience. And, but my parents definitely, you know, they take interest in the interest of their kids too. And so like we connect in music and that, and he knows that I love going to shows. And so for Stevie, I was like, I really want y'all to go see that. So yeah, they went and had a good time. Yeah. I tried to get them to come up to see Paul McCartney with me and it like the dates just didn't align. But yeah, that being able to share that with, with your dad, I'm sure is really special. Yeah. God, Stevie. I mean, if I was just picking like pivotal musicians in my life, Stevie yeah. is super. Oh, he's up there. I mean, sure. that's Doug and I. Like, yeah. Steve, yeah, Doug's like huge Stevie. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. That voice. Yeah. Yeah. I cried it. at Paul McCartney, too. I cried at Paul I went McCartney. to that when he played Blackbird. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I think I cried multiple times. <laughs> well, and I, like, my Paul McCartney thing, I ended up going with the guy who owns Sue Peddler. <laughs> It was really random. I had like an extra ticket and, um, you know, like the person that was going to go couldn't go. And so I like Craigslist at last minute and then the guy who bought it, like I go to Soup Peddler and he's like, oh yeah, he just made, made my iPhone, Soup Peddler. And that like, is going to be I one wish of my the best kids were so cool to go see Paul McCartney. And we both cried together at the show. It was a complete stranger. I, but he has to be like the, <laughs> one of the, like that yeah. is one of my favorite Austin businesses yeah, is Soup Peddler. Great. Yeah. I mean, really I nice remember guy. legit when, anyway, we're getting really early on. For, no, no, there's yeah. no track, by the way. That's how <laughs> these things work. They just, you think, you know, you're going and then it just goes places. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome Austin entrepreneur. That's like a special thing. Yeah. I feel very lucky. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we both cried together though. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had heard crying at shows is a thing. Like when it hits that way, like you know, it's magic. Oh, yeah. it's not something I do often, for the record. But yeah, I don't, I don't cry often either. Like yeah. there's, I can probably, I mean, it's like Paul Simon and one. Yeah. My morning jacket ACL recording. Yeah. Where literally like vibrations. Yeah. Messed with my. DNA and yeah. energy and Ashley Garman and I were like bawling, crying front yes. row. <laughs> it was the old ACL where there was oh, like, Oh yeah. Studio six A. Yeah. I mean, there were like or five A or whatever. So. What? Like 80 of us oh, in so there. Small. Yeah. And the sound was so good. Yeah. I mean, piano, we were literally like, like everyone's played on. Oh, they were in our face. That's so cool. So that's yeah. one of my, I looked at her, I was like, I'm crying. And she was like, I'm too. I'm too. <laughs> And, my, and I love my morning it. jacket. They're great. Yeah. But I mean, like, yeah, it's a weird my morning show. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder what the weirdest show I cried. I don't know. I have to think mm-hmm. of that. I've cried to music, though. I mean, breakup songs. Yeah, yeah. It happens. It happens. So who didn't cry to fucking Sarah McLachlan at some point? <laughs> well, those puppy commercials get me every time. <laughs> <laughs> you and Benjamin. <laughs> Is Benjamin yeah. a crier? He's a tender heart. I love it. Yeah, he's yeah. a good dude. 
I can't wait to interview him for this one day. Oh my god. <laughs> He's gonna be like he he likes the weirdest stuff. His favorite his favorite musician is Fela Kuti. No way. No shit. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so cool. That's what resonates with him. That's so cool. Isn't that amazing? Do you guys? I need to let you borrow some records. Okay. For him, yeah. Make okay. sure don't leave without that. Check. All right. Should we go to the next song? Okay. Next song. All right. So song number two, it's called "Cut Out Witch." It's Halloween, so it's appropriate. Uh, sorry, but it's not really. But um. And the band is guided by voices. Here we go. Cut out witch <laughs> by guided by voices. Lots of air guitar. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was a fun one. Um, not a song I knew. And guided by voices for me is one of those bands that like I feel like I should like, 
and I'm never given it an honest attempt. Yeah. And it just kind of like I missed the window. Yeah. And then I heard that song. It was the first time I listened to Guided by Voices in a long time. Yeah. And I was like, no, I get it. Yeah. I need to I need to spend some time. So yeah. make, you need to send me like your My intro to Guided by Voices. God, that's hard. <laughs> that like that song has such like Sonic Youth vibes. It's uh, I mean it's like, just of that like it's uh, so good. I'm I mean the lo fi yeah. just everything lo fi. Yeah. I love. Yeah. Um they would they recorded on like a four track. For a long time. This song, however. Is this not? This is their first record, but they didn't go four track. Oh, they shut up. They used 24 tracks for uh, the record of this song. Okay. This is their last record before they went major, too. Yeah. So this oh. is like the Kim Deal, Steve Albini production that breaks them out and then gets the major deal. Oh, and damn. They start using more tracks. Okay. It's I, I didn't know that. I obviously yeah. researched that, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it still that. has that low, like, it's kind of cool that they yeah. actually maintain the lo-fi vibe. I don't know if yeah. this song specifically, but the, yeah. the album was recorded that yeah. way. So, yeah, which I never, like, I remember the albums I love. I mean, they have, like, 28 albums. It's like 28 albums, yeah. Or something like that. I think they started in, like, 85, 87 yeah. or something, yeah. Which, so I started listening to them later. Yeah. So story, so yeah. why I chose them. Yeah. Um, this show, so I kind of started getting into indie, I guess, like, it was my junior year of college, okay. something like that, is whenever I first started getting into them. And really, my first entree was more like the pavement kind of entree. Right, right. I kind of started listening to these guys a little bit after that. Which fits in, like, they're tangential to each other. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Pavement had a little more, like, clear production sound, but it had that loose, like, I have no idea if anyone in pavement is from California, but I always envisioned it was this like yeah, California, good, like, like loose, like guitar yeah, riff. Yeah. I made that up in my head. I'm yeah, sure it works though. Yeah. Um, but I started listening to got it by voices and there was a bunch of us at school. So I was at A&M at the time, <clears throat> which uh, still <laughs> blows my mind that you and Doug went to A&M. <laughs> we don't claim it a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's good to know there's good people. You know, but... I mean, this is, we're journaling, right? Yeah, So exactly. I was at A&M. Exactly, yes. <laughs> we always wanted to get the hell out and come yeah. to Austin, yeah. um, which I, would, I, I wasn't with Doug yet. Okay. And the crew I was hanging out with was like super indie rock, like freakos. One of them was from Omaha and there was this like... There's a big scene from Omaha. There right? was like a yeah. big indie scene in Omaha and whatnot. And so they were, and they were a good bit older than I was. So they were kind of educating me a little bit. Yeah. Like I was catching up and I was yeah. just like, holy shit, I'm into this. And so it was South by Southwest we are like, we're going to go to Austin and go to South by, and we're going to try and go see GBV. So God of my voices, if you're a big God of my voices fan, you call them GBV. GBV. Yeah. And we were like, we're going to try and go see GBV at South by. Yeah. And we went and stood in line at Liberty lunch and got in to see God of my voices at Liberty lunch. Yes. And Robert Pollard was like, so the lead singer of this band, yeah is the master fucking showman. Okay. I mean, his signature move is he takes the microphone and he spins it as fast as he can (laughs) and does herkies. Like, bent leg, one leg bent and one straight and jumps in the air and is like... (laughs) Just a madman. Just a madman. And he's usually just wasted. (laughs) Like, he's... he. 
So that was one of my favorite shows. We went to that and I was just like, oh my God, like I've heard stories about the man, the myth, the right. legend. I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah. And it was so amazing. Yeah. And then strangely enough, speaking of fun, 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 Moody somehow got, got it by voices to go and play in this like parking, this like dirt lot yes across like right there on east six yeah <laughs> um yeah it was like that field they used to be like yes. don't mess with texas there <laughs> that was like the inaugural show i think it was the first one there right? yeah so it was this like pop-up <laughs> shitty stage in the middle of a field <sighs> and got it by voices that he got them to play there and so and the crowd was just losing their minds yeah. he fell off the, Robert Pollard <laughs> fell off the stage <laughs> they were super late getting on the stage because they were also whatever yeah finally got him on the show was amazing yeah. like everybody was freaking out anyway there was hilarious stuff just happening with my group of friends <laughs> anyway just magical things happen just craziness yeah. not only do I love the music but just like what they do with the show. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's a lot of, I think the feels of like punk. Right. Shows this like, I don't know, maybe this like we're cooler than everybody vibe. You feel that yeah. for just a minute. Yeah. Like, or like. It pulls it out of you every time you hear it. We're kind of yeah. bucking the trends all right. over the place and we're listening to some stuff that not everybody is listening to. And right. I don't know. Anyway, Did, it's uh, a good show. Have you ever read Our Bank of Your Life? No. It's a really good book, and it's like about, um, like the first chapter is like Nevermind comes out on August 11th, 1991, or whatever okay. it was. Yeah. Right? And like this book is about everything that happened before that moment that allowed for it to happen. And so that each chapter is dedicated to, you know, different like 80s underground hardcore yeah. groups. So you get like Sonic Youth and Mud Honey and uh, what's the Mike Watt um, Minutemen oh my gosh Black Flag Minor Threat and so like all that stuff Fugazi and, like, that, yeah Fugazi right yeah. And so all those bands were stuff like I, I knew the names I knew I was supposed to care yeah didn't connect with them read that book the stories like open it up and then just became obsessed and, like, yeah. that. and then I heard this I was like oh man this is this is kind of like post a lot of that into the 90s that then keeps that vein alive to yeah. a point where they just kind of did shit that was fun and crazy yeah. and you liked it or you didn't. And yeah. then the people that liked it really fucking liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you listen to their albums, I think of them as the like Beatles of indie rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if you listen to them, literally every single song is like a different instrument is yeah. like, the front on it, the tone is different, the beat's different. Like it's like listening to like the white album, yeah. but like of like indie rock. Yeah. Like they're just uber creative. Like I don't it'd be interesting I to know to what their creative it. process was yeah. like. Yeah. I definitely need to go through and try to have the full experience. Under the Bushes, Under the Stars, which is one of the later albums, yeah. is one of my favorite ones. And then Alien Lanes. So like after that show though they that became like kind of a quasi legit venue for like nine months I feel like like they booked more shows after that like that was the inaugural show yeah and then it was kind of like a legit venue halfway for maybe a year yeah. and then 
I don't remember like a condo got built there or what it was, but yeah, like, I think there has to be like, uh, yeah. or like the Mohawk needed love or something. Like right. That. Right. Yeah, it's just kind of this little, <laughs> or maybe fun project. fun got started or something like that. Yeah. Cause then they did yeah. do like during South by like they did don't mess with Texas there, mm-hmm. which was always a fun festival. I remember seeing like Guar out there and <laughs> I think Trash Talk played and like just, you know, just crazy. Oh, that was what Fun Fun was called first, was Don't Mess With Texas. No, no. Right? No, No, I think like they're related, but they're they're two different things. Like Fun Fun was always Fun Fun. Because Guar played Fun Fun too. Yeah, Guar definitely played Fun Fun a couple times. Okay, you confused me for a minute. No, because Fun Fun started in Waterloo Park. Yes. That first year, I think it was like Peaches was the headliner maybe. Yeah. I don't think I went the first year. I think I went the <laughs> second year, and that's when Guar was there. Yeah. And yeah. the best thing that happened was I saw Big Fridia live yes. <laughs> for the first time, and I was pregnant and sober, <laughs> and I was backstage like watching the booty shakers. Yes. Like I, I mean, that's legit yeah, for people listening. That's like show. that's what yeah, Big Fridia calls yeah. the crew is the yeah. booty shakers. Yeah. And I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and then just hung out and had a hot dog backstage with Big Fridia. Yeah, there's never been a music festival like Fun Fun. And the world is a better place by it existing and a worse place by it no longer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, that water. I remember like, what, like, I felt like there was this, my favorite story from Fun Fun of like when you knew that it was legit. Yeah was like, I think it was year two or three when the Chronicle put out a story about how people were going to the venue like the week before and burying bottles of liquor on the festival <laughs> grounds so that then once the festival started, you came and dug up your bottle of liquor so then you had your free bottle of liquor to party with all the time. And, and I'm like, only fucking fun fun would create an environment where that was even possible. <laughs> so good. Amazing. So good. I know. Like, there were so many things I thought about from Fun Fun because, as like an event, yeah, it was my favorite you event. Can't beat it. You can't beat it. But like music-wise, I was like, is there music that was like the best music that I ever heard in my life? And I was like, yeah. I don't know, but it was some of the best experiences yeah. that I had. Yeah. Yeah. There's just yeah. I mean, infinite stories come from that festival. It's so I know. good. Yeah. My pony, genuine doing my pony. <laughs> uh, something I never thought I'd see. I'm glad I did see it, but probably didn't need to. <laughs> Love the song. It was he. Strangely, he sounded really good. He actually did. Like, did you was, see that? It was, yeah, he sounded good. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really the only song that he sounded good on. <laughs> it's probably the only one I listened to. <laughs> oh, with fun, fun. There's always like a degree of intoxication that you're yeah. flirt, flirting with every time. So. I don't know. <laughs> it was fun. Girl oh, yeah. talk. That Girl was talk, fun. yeah. Was that fun. was, I think, like year two or three. Like, that was the big That's when they moved to Auditorium out. Shores for the first time. Uh, right? No, that was still Waterloo. Like, he played on the side stage, I feel like. Well, I know like that Girl one. Talk played the stage that backed up to the water. So he must have come back at one point. No, I wouldn't I'm be pretty surprised. sure he, he was at Waterloo. One uh, point yeah. Too. Yeah. So I got spit on by one of the performers. I think once. I got vomited on once by a performer. <laughs> uh, Robespierre or something like that. Yeah. yeah that, there was that, a guy <laughs> who's like a Russian guy. They'd put him up in a chair. And while he's singing, they would 
take him around in a chair and he took a big drink and just spit all just over spit all of over. us. Yeah, and we all like screamed. We were yeah, like, yeah, loving it. yeah. spit on, spit us on me. <laughs> Out of the way, Lisa, I want to get spit on too. <laughs> yeah, people do wild things for rock and roll. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, this is what God of My Voices brings up. Yes. <laughs> It sounds like the lead singer would probably be willing to spit on people. Oh, so, yeah. for sure. Or fall on you yes. or something. Yeah. But you'll you'll have to like I definitely want to YouTube go yeah. like Mike Pollard okay. Mike Swing. No, they still they still intense. tour and perform, right? Like it kind of it, they take breaks okay. and then they get, get back going and then they yeah. take a little I think they're back and I think still like putting out music. Hmm. I kind of stick with my old yeah, 28 albums is, at that point, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know if, like, probably already have all your ideas out there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'm afraid to listen to the newer stuff, like bands that start, I like the grainy, mm-hmm. grungy, the lo-fi, the four-track lo-fi recording, sound, you know? and whenever they get Yeah, they better. start to get bored, so they do other things, and you're like, yeah, but I didn't need you to do this. Yeah, like, I love well-produced music. Right. Like I love, I mean, you introduced me to D'Angelo. What well, re? Let me say, reintroduced yeah. me to well, D'Angelo. You definitely knew the untitled video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Multiple times. <laughs> but like, I love beautifully produced music, yeah. and that's like that is. I mean, Black yeah. Messiah is just yeah, like incredible. Beautiful. I mean, that like Teatro Mm -hmm. with Willie, like there are albums that I love, like high, high production. Yeah. But if you're lo-fi, just stay lo-fi. Exactly. Yeah. Don't mess it up. Or change the band name and make it a different project. Right. Start playing with some other people. Totally. You can reinvent yourself. Just reinvent yourself. Right. That's fair. Yeah. Shall we move to the closer? Sure. All right. So the closer... Pretty high production value, actually, now that we're on the topic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's called New Beat, and it's by Toro Imoa.
it was New Beat by Toro Imwa from his Imwa. Imwa. Bull and I. Right? Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. Well, um, the, the album it's from is, I think it's Underneath the Pine. Underneath the Pine, 2011. Yeah. His yeah. second record, like his big breakout. Uh, we were talking about production earlier. I think like the, the first album was a lot of samples. Mm-hmm. And then this album, he's like very intentional on these are all of the things that I tried to find in the samples, but then just realized I needed to live instrument, like produce, like full-blown, yeah. make the music. And so very depth, very much yeah. a depth album in that sense. I have to admit, like Tori Miwa, like the chill wave vibe, I wasn't, when it was the big thing, I kind of was dismissive, mm-hmm. like it just didn't jive. And then now I've like gone back and like kind of love it. Um, so another artist that I need to go deeper in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's a groover. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It, I I mean, we were, I was just about to say this a minute ago. Like I've kind of killed it a little bit for myself because it's turned into my work music. Oh. I know. I've kind of killed it for myself just a little bit, but I mean, I still, you know, I'll put it on and remember how much I like it. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I chose it is because it's one of my most fun South by Southwest days. Um, we, uh, you know, they kind of all mix together. They really do, especially <laughs> as you get older. You're like, oh man, which year? I remember the giant Dorito stage, but... <laughs> I know that this day, um, we, we, it was one of those days, like those perfect kind of Austin South by Southwest days is why I love it so much. Where like you kind of knew where you were going to start and you kind of knew like one thing that was going to happen like three or four hours later, but everything in between and everything after was just like left to chance. Yeah. Like you didn't know where you were going to end, but you knew a direction. You knew direction. But you were also perfectly accepting of however the wind blew you. However (laughs) the wind was going to blow you, which I feel like is like, I mean, it's why I chose to live in Austin was a lot of, that's just how the Austin kind of music scene is. Um, if you haven't been here long, I hope you find it somewhere in Austin because it's probably disappearing a little bit. Um, but whether, you know, I, I don't know. We can't go into all the stories. But South by Southwest is just kind of the epitome of it. Yeah. And I think that day, I think we did start out like at the daytime show at the Mohawk. Um, and we saw a few people. We saw the XX. Oh, cool. Yeah. It was really good. It at was the like same, at the same show. That's good. Album before last. Well, that's right how up. the day started. Okay. So we knew we okay. were starting yeah. there and we kind of didn't know where we were going to end right. up. Right. And we ended up when C3 used to get mm-hmm. the house on the mm-hmm. corner of, uh, is that like seven? It's across from Stubbs, is that right? Yeah, yeah. right across from Stubbs. So it's like Polones or something. Polones now, yeah. yeah. And Jerry's it was, I mean, Spanish it was going to fall down at yeah. like any moment. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up like <laughs> in the C3 house and uh, someone was like, come over and meet us there. There's going to be a show inside like that's whenever it's a tiny little space that house was connected to basically um jaime spanish village yes. stored their tortilla old tortilla making machines it was their storage oh, that's house. what they use i always wondered what that act building actually was used for back then it okay. was if you ever were at jaime's huh. and looking up because it just i mean it's an old like it was like a victorian kind of style house you yeah. could see through the windows and it was like machinery yeah 
It was no in that way. house. Yeah. Too cool. And then C3 decided to clean it out and take it over and whatever. Yeah. And so that was whenever that house still was connected with High Maze. And so we met some buddies over there that were like, okay, we're going to go. There's going to be a good show that they're setting up inside High Maze. <laughs> Which is now, um, what is it? Pallones. Oh, that's Pallones. Yeah. But then that, that house, like they well, own, no. I, it's connected, but it's like a tequila yeah. or a mescal bar. I forget the name of it. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, okay, sure. That sounds great. Yeah. And you know who was playing outside? Who? Do you know the, um, I guess he's a DJ. I don't know how you would classify him called Baths. Yeah, I know that name, but not well. Okay, yeah. listen to Baths. Okay. Really good. Um, but anyway, Baths was playing outside and I was like, holy shit, this is am- party. amazing. Like yeah. we're going to sit and listen to this for a little while. And then someone was like, okay, y'all know the show that's inside. It's Toro y Moi. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Into it. Into it. So we go in and if Did you, you, but what you're always supposed to ask next at South by never act too impressed. You say, is there free booze? <laughs> oh, there was already free booze. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it was all connected. Okay, yeah. Like, we were already free booze. Oh, of course, yeah. C3 house, yeah. Um, and we had run into so-and-so at the bathroom. Um, oh, my God, the guys who started Lo-Fi, two-guy band, they got super over Japan Droids? No. Uh, they had the album Brothers. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, which one I call it? Black, uh, Black, Black Keys. Black Keys. Yeah. Loved the Black Keys yeah. when they... The Black Keys. They were hanging out there? They played before the XX. Oh, no way. <laughs> so they're hanging out at the C3 house. I'm like, I love you guys. Yeah. Like, ran in, I was by them at the bathroom, and I was like, I love you guys so much. Like, that's when they were good. That's when right. it was just the before two of them. Brothers, it was, yeah. yeah, it sounded yeah. like they were playing in their garage. Right. They're, they ruined I mean, they, it. Like, people forget they had a fucking grind. I remember in college, like, all the cool, hip music people were, like, going to every Black Keys show up front, singing the, like... It was so good. Yeah, it was Magic Potion was the record that I really loved. Okay. I love that record. Yeah. And that was even a later one for... Yeah. 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 And then when they like broke out, you're like, wait, what? Where yeah, it was in? like Thick Freakness. Thick Freakness was like the big... But yeah. they were still like super... I mean, that was years before they really, really truly yeah. broke out. Yeah. So that's when I love... I was like, holy shit, these yeah. guys are amazing. That going back to lo-fi, yeah. you get... You try and change your genre and right. you lose your original following. Like, right. Right. I want nothing to do with her. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. I, they're, they're, they're fine. I know. We don't yeah. need to yeah. we don't need to go <laughs> negative. Um, but anyways, sort of the pièce de résistance of the day was we make it finally inside High Maze. And it's not in the it's in that back room. Yeah. Where it's like the long tables where like frat parties happen yes. and stuff like that. <laughs> frat parties, birthday parties when you were right. in college. Right whatever and so it's back there with that like I mean what like seven foot ceiling yeah, it's a, such a weird building that place yeah I know and they it was totally black <laughs> no lights and it was just Chaz up so there cool. by himself with his own little light show like up at his booth yeah. and by that time I mean we'd been drinking for oh, like yeah, yeah. Ha- and who knows whatever else yeah I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a gummy or two. I'm involved. a mom. I'm a mom. Um, Sorry. We were having so much fun. Yeah. And all I remember is just all of us in there just like dancing our brains out. My sister was with me and was like karate chop. Awesome. 
like kung fu the dancing. The moves you invented a show like that. Oh it's yeah, so good. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like I still love Toro y Moi. I actually went there for my birthday. Like I think the last oh, cool. album that he did yeah. had some really awesome awesome stuff on it. So we we went to see him whenever he was here last year, um, and it was a great show. But that was just a it's one of my favorite. Yeah. It's just a very quintessential. It's so true Austin. how like you like that explanation of South Bay, where it's just like things just kind of happen, and mm. you don't really know where the night takes you. And it is getting harder in the sense of lines and RSVPs and this and that, and like meeting with friends, like the organic wandering. Like maybe I'm out when the sun rises, and who knows who I've met and what I've done, and what <laughs> I regret, and what I won't remember. <laughs> But I'm a better person for surviving. <laughs> well, no one, I mean, that probably was, you know, 10, I don't know if I had kids yet. I bet that was like 10, 12 years ago. Awesome. Yeah. And no one could like broadcast it the way they can now. Like you right. could just go have fun. What's well, the story? And you were just with people yeah. and you were with the music. And it was and still small enough to where like inevitably you bump into people you know at all these things. Because there wasn't so much going on. Like you'd still, and I mean, I still bump into you here and there when we go out for South By. And uh, that's that's something that's really special about that that, you know, I think is it's fun to look back on. It's kind of sad to think about will that happen in that state. I think it still will, but. Yeah, it yeah. will. I mean, it'll be, it'll, you'll still bump into people, but there's not quite as much serendipity. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll, I'll bump into you and Dutchie. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like the secrets and the like talk to people stuff. Like everything is pretty much already known and non-social mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's okay. There's, there's something big always. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. The one thing, the one shout out I want to give just because it doesn't really relate, but like. Tori and Moi, again, hadn't really connected with. And then this year, this, like, artist that I've become, my favorite artist of 2019, has been opening for Tori and Moi um, and touring with him and stuff. So you have to listen to this guy. His name is Channel Trace. Okay. And he's this, like, L.A. black dude that uh, loves house music. Okay. He's taken this, like, house music kind of, like, so very much in that kind of, like, dancey vibe that Tori and Moi flirts with and things more traditional house side but then pulls out kind of like hip hop and dance singing and when he performs it's basically like him and two dancers and they have like routines the entire show oh my and he's god he's kind of like rapping and kind of singing and it's just like this dancey vibe and it's this weird like west coast hip hop meets Chicago house meets like super hip <laughs> I dude. love how you're like, moving yeah I mean it's, it's so good he's got two EPs that dropped this year listen to both um it's, I'm going to listen to that on my drive home. It, you like, you know, you think about like people like, oh yeah, you know, when people come on memory tracks, it's like all these songs of the past and, and like what you associate is that. And, uh, you know, everything is a cycle, right? But there's still new shit coming out that you can have these moments of discovery and new memories. And like that, that channel is so fun. I love that. Uh, and I'm going go, to listen back. to it. Yeah. So please, um, <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to it. And then when he comes in town, we're going to go and uh, we're going to go dance to it. It'll be fun. That sounds good. <laughs> Mama still gets her dance on. Yeah, she does. <laughs> if you want to put some Lizzo on. Oh, did you go to that? Did he see no, it? Oh, I, I, don't, 
I know, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I we're going to go with, like, super it. Austin snobby, like, old Austin <laughs> snobby on this podcast. Aquafest was never, like, you'll never <laughs> no, be No, but I mean, like, Aquafest. ACL, like, the first five years, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Talk about, dan- like, cut copy, oh, my God. That's even, I feel like that's, well, maybe it's not that much later, but yeah. Uh, yeah, but I can't do Coldplay it. Coldplay was my first year. Oh, yeah. look at Dust you. Dust Bowl, yeah. That's, oh, God. Yeah, that's a miserable year. I probably had a sinus infection that... God, I'm thinking day. back, like, how bad my music taste was. I think I was really excited about seeing Guster that day. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> Fucking Guster. I'm, I'm rewinding what I just heard. <laughs> hey, we haven't always been this cool. Yeah, I can't do the ACL thing. No, <laughs> uh, more our listening sessions. You know, as we, I either do like go to the show, like even when ACL comes, I'll yeah. get tickets and just go see a band that I like to hear. Yeah. Um, or I just like we had a crazy girls dance party in San Miguel de Allende to. Yeah. The show. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> really loud. <laughs> And there are some moves that no one should ever see. Man, I need to hang out with Hilmar. Please start inviting me. <laughs> Any of Lisa's friends listening, make sure she invites me next time y'all hang out. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> it happens about every other week. Oh, wow. I don't know if I can commit to that much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best da- dance moves recently were Doug, and it actually was oh, to Lizzo. Me. Yeah. He nice. did a full-on striptease Pseudo strip tease. Was it the tempo song? Like, um, <laughs> yes. Yes. In of fact, course it, was. it was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like came out of the woodworks. I love it. I can't wait. You would have been really. I can't really wait. Proud excited of him. Happy for him. I can't wait to see it. He's got to see. Maybe if moves. he comes on, maybe he's gonna do like. Maybe he'll make a Lizzo. Zeppelin, <laughs> widespread, and cap it off with Lizzo. <laughs> I'm into it. I think okay. that'd be a fantastic episode. Lisa, this has been really good. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, coming on, chatting. I'm so glad it finally happened. I am too. Yeah. It's like a, a sneeze. <laughs> it's like a sneeze. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, until next time, this all is right. Memory Tracks. See ya.